Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today we have a powerful episode. We are going to be talking Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, the new hit Netflix series. The title of Mike or DJ Rez. By the way, welcome, Mike or DJ Rez. Hey, thanks for welcoming me, Dags. I got so excited, I just wanted to get right into it. <laughs> I forgot I have a powerful co-host somewhere deep in cyberspace. I am deep in cyberspace, so deep that there's a delay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's like one of those satellite interviews. You know what's weird is the <laughs> title of this show is Dahmer slash Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It's redundant, isn't it? It's like Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, we get it. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like if we call this Dag's podcast, yeah. the Dag story. Featuring Mike or DJ Rez. Obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man with a plan, Mike or DJ Rez. What's new in your world? Like or DJ Riz? Oh man, what is it new in my world? Uh, got cribbage boards coming out of my butt right now. Uh, trying to build that back Whoa. up. Uh, putting a putting on a, the next Nitro Wave show. That's that's kind of been uh, taking up a lot of behind the scenes time. You know, it's people say you know live the rock and roll lifestyle. It'll be really cool to help promote musicians. Trying to wrangle information from four different musicians. It's quite the chore. I mean, not a lot of people know that. But man, oh man, it's a lot of work. They make you work, but you it's are, good. Yes, you are a busy man, Micro DJ Rez, burning the candle yeah. on both ends. Mm. So, like we said, today's episode is Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. But, <laughs> Micro DJ Rez, I wanted to get into the music. That's one thing that interests me the soundtrack. Because any yeah, powerful movie, any powerful TV show, it's the music plus the images plus the story. So this uh, started out in the early 90s. So yeah, I wanted to get into the music because me and Mike or DJ Rez love music, both being DJs. So what are some, some, some of the songs that stood out to you, Mike or DJ Rez? And I'll talk a little bit about ones I thought about. Sure. Uh, well, in the uh, Sunshine Supernova by Donovan, one of my favorite songs that I always forget exists. Um, that is... Uh, that's in the second episode, um, which was awesome. Um, but uh, they have uh, Al Be Sure in the first episode, Night yes, and Day. That's, yes. That's always a good one. Yes, um, it really was. It brought you back. Did you put the jean jacket on? Oh, hell yeah, I did. Yeah, because uh, I, I think I slept in it. Yeah, Al Be Sure had the sweet jean jacket. <laughs> you think, uh, I think he had a uh, Amish, or uh, well, I guess it would have been Amish baby machine button back then. I'm sure he did. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yes, ABM. Um, and then uh, they they love the Casey and the Sunshine Band song, Please Don't Go, because it's in two episodes. I say, and they named an episode after it. So, Yeah, and it's funny you said that because this show ruined that song for him. I mean, oh, how, really? <laughs> how, well, this show, we'll get into it, but it's creepingly disturbing. 
Oh, absolutely. It was very difficult to watch because I had the shades up and the sun was shining on the TV and I couldn't see it. So it was very difficult. <laughs> no, no, actually, it was a weird, creepy show and, and it, it really was tough to watch. But that song, I don't know how you make a Casey and the Sunshine Band disturbing song. I mean, didn't it make that song creepy? It did. It really, it really did. Because they put it in the in the first or the second episode. The first time they used it, they put it in a scene that was super uncomfortable to watch, and they just made that song super uncomfortable to listen to because it was just it was perfectly placed. Is what I'm trying to say. No, oh, yeah. Because it was just yeah, it was just psycho, man. Yeah. So when I was thinking about songs, yes, definitely that Casey and the Sunshine Band stood out. I love Donovan. Mm-hmm. but uh i'll be sure was one and um there was a lot of other weird ones like kind of playing in the background like green tambourine i don't know if you remember that yep barry manilow was playing in the ba- in the background of one of the scenes yep so it kind of brought you back technotronic was in there lisa stansfield remember all around the world we talked about that yep Nick cave tony 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 spelled three tony spelled three <laughs> different ways Yep. So let's get into it. If tell us a little bit about the Jeffrey Dahmer story, and then we'll get into the TV show, the Netflix series. Jeffrey Dahmer, the person, not the series, is uh, a serial killer uh, from Milwaukee. Um, he was born in May of 1960. Um, they also call him the Milwaukee Cannibal and the Milwaukee Monster, um, but his name is uh, uh, synonymous. Although. He's probably the first serial killer that they don't go by all three names because nobody knows that his middle name is Lionel. Yeah, that's funny. nobody, you know, everybody, they, you know, John Wayne Gacy, yes. you know, all that stuff. They usually give him all three names so you know who they are. But this is, everybody just knows him as Jeffrey Dahmer. He's a serial killer. He was a, a sex offender and he was really into uh, murder and dismemberment. And it was, you know, 17 victims in total, men and boys, between 1978 and 1991. He was into uh, necrophilia and cannibalism and trying to preserve body parts and usually like the skeletons and the skulls. Um, he had a thing for hearts, he like human hearts. And like I said, he practiced, he ate some of his victims. I think uh, at one point he was trying to turn them into zombies by drilling a hole in their head, giving them a lobotomy and pouring uh, boiling hot water in that hole. So he was uh, quite the, the psychopath who got away with a lot. It seemed to be like eight or nine, I think, different situations where the police could have stopped this murder spree if they would have just dug a little bit deeper or walked into a room a little bit further asked maybe one or two more questions but uh they never did and it allowed him to just keep doing what he was doing which was uh, a whole bunch of no good stuff but he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder schizopal personality disorder and psychotic disorder uh, but he was found sane enough to uh, stand trial and i think is if you watch the show if it's true to true to life you can tell there's something off about him but he also never tries to hide or lie to get out of a situation after he's been caught he'll try to lie out of a situation before he's caught but it seems like as soon as they caught him he was like yeah i'll, I'll just admit to whatever you, you want me to admit to because it's all true well it has to do with the ego too absolutely yeah, he yeah. derives pleasure from telling people he likes i mean he said 
Do you remember watching? I'm a huge. Uh, I was a huge Court TV guy, and I I watched okay. everything in real time on Court TV. Did you ever watch any of the old clips of him? No, no. I was uh, 1991, 92-ish. God, I was probably 13, 14 years old. Uh, I just knew about it. Yeah, I meant now, though. Oh, now? Yeah. No, I, I haven't really watched anything. I've, I've always kind of been on the outside looking in on this one. This is like the most I've ever dug into it. Yeah, it's disturbing, but it, it's you, you really see his true self. And, and, right. and you see he had zero empathy. and that, And that's what... The problem with watching this show is I, I had such a hard time with it with like, like that young boy and his brother was molested by him. Right. And it was, it was just horrible to watch. And in the yeah. show, the show, the show is so good, but the topic is so disturbing. It is. It, it's super, it's a super uncomfortable watch. I mean, I, I tried to get through one episode a night and we decided to do this. And then one night I decided, well, let's see if I can get through two episodes. And I didn't get through the second one. I got through a quarter of it and I was like, okay, I got to stop. This is, it's really dark. And it, a lot, it has to do with the actors. The actors are really good uh, in the show. Um, But man, it's just so dark and creepy. And, and Evan Peters throws himself into this role. And I think that's kind of what makes it a little creepy and uncomfortable to see because it it's not like you know sometimes you watch a movie and it's just an actor going through the motions it seemed like he was like actually jeffrey dahmer especially in the in the first episode with the person you see that he picks up at the bar i mean i i trying to like picture myself in that same situation and i was like almost panicking (laughs) along with the guy (laughs) oh yes it just that's how uncomfortable the show makes you feel Yes, I mean there was definitely that that sense of dread, right? Like that impending doom, like he knew he was screwed, right? And just like how helpless that guy felt. What did you think of uh, his Wisconsin accent? <laughs> I think you nailed it with uh, that comedian Charlie. Uh, what's his name? Charlie Bren Breen? That's his name. Barons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it. I couldn't get. I couldn't get over that. But yeah, that's uh, a little over the top. It's really funny if you watch, so on Netflix, you can speed it up or slow it down. If you speed it up to one and a quarter speed, it's really over the top. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty funny. Now, do you think in this, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer in this portrayal, do you think he was intelligent or not intelligent? Uh, I think he was intelligent. It seemed like he, he was at least with like the murder and how to get away with it part. Like he was trying to learn how to do it. Um, and I think in one of the, the scene where he's in the army as a field medic and he's taking notes on which drugs will knock people out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was into that and obviously he, you know, you have to be smart at to some degree to be a field medic or medic in general, uh, to go into medicine. So I think, I think he was a, a smart guy who just had some mental health problems. Well, see, I, 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 I'm saying evil. I mean, a lot of people don't like to talk about sure. evil. It, they, yeah. hint, they hinted at his Satanism, too. Because I don't know if you saw the book on the table. He had the Satanic Bible. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, like the first or second episode, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And he, and he was also obsessed with The Exorcist 3. Right, that's yes. right. And that, that, that guy, that spoiler alert, the guy that got away, mm-hmm. he said when he was in there, he started speaking in tongues 
and started rocking back and forth. And then he said his, his facial structure changed. And that, huh. that was really weird because I heard stories of possession where they say right. their face actually changes. And I don't know if it was he was trying to say facial expression changed, but he actually said his facial structure changed. It's on YouTube at Court TV if you want to see those interviews. Oof. But it was really creepy. Sure. And a lot of times, um, like um, John Wayne Gacy and a lot of those serial killers, they talk about head trauma and things that happened to them. Mm-hmm. They also talk about bedwetting and torturing animals. Did they allude to bedwetting at all in any of the episodes you saw? I can't remember if they did or not. I know his dad thinks that he went through a change after a hernia surgery. Yes. Uh, which I, you know, I mean, his parents, I hope <laughs> that's, a, that's another story, which, which one of his parents screwed him up the most as a child. Yeah, but who doesn't know people that have come from broken homes and they didn't turn into cannibalistic, necrophilic serial killers? You see what I'm saying? Because usually I, I think that's probably one reason why, and they didn't, I don't think they went into it, but I think, you know, they, I think they said when the story was coming out in the nineties that maybe he did murder some cats, but when you and your dad are actively going out trying to find fresh roadkill so you can dissect it in the garage. Do we know that really happened? Cause a lot of that could be embellishing too. Sure. Yeah, you're right. I guess that could be. They had to do a lot of the over the top stuff. Like we remember when he was making the sausage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and like I said, it was it was difficult to watch because these were real people. It wasn't like some Friday the thirteenth where it's all made up. Right. Like you know those that poor fourteen year old kid. That, yeah. That's what was creepy. Now I do remember hearing about that story about uh, a minor that he had killed that he told the police that was his drunk boyfriend, and they believed him. And I. I didn't know if they were going to put that one in. I didn't, you know, I don't know how many of the actual of all, if they're going to show all 17 murders or talk about them, but I mean, talk about like just uncomfortable. I mean, just that whole 30 minutes of that episode, I just was, you know, kind of makes you feel like, all right, maybe I should turn this off. Maybe, maybe skip this part. You know, he wore yellow contacts and he said he wore those to, you know, because he was obsessed with the character in exorcist three. He wanted to look creepy. Right. You know, what was really weird is, you know, he, did you see the episode where he got baptized? No, I didn't make so it you, to that so one. So how many yet. episodes did you get through? So I'm through three and a half. So I, I made it up like halfway through the, the fourth episode. So, but, um, yeah, it, this is, yeah, it's going to be a hard watch, but I can't, I can't not watch it anymore. You know, well, <laughs> now I'm some, invested. There was some weird, you don't have to believe in supernatural, but there was a lot of weird stuff going on. Like he was baptized on the same day that John Wayne Gacy was executed and there was a solar eclipse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. For people who believe in, uh, some of that supernatural stuff, which I, I'm on the, on the side of believing in that stuff. You never know what you are. Yeah, you yeah, never know what uh, what can happen. What did you What did you think of the acting? Did you know right away that was uh, Molly Ringwald? No, not at all. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I had no idea that that was Molly Ringwald. I think that's uh, it was quite amazing that that was that after I found out that was her that it was uh, it's pretty pretty cool. I think Evan Peters does a good job. He kind of likes these weird kooky roles. I mean, he was in American Horror Story, yes. and he just threw himself into that role. And then uh, a TV show on HBO, Mayor of Eastwood, I think is what it was called or something. 
he kind of plays like a straight laced cop in that one. That's not really, really much, but then he plays, I didn't know he was playing Dahmer till about a couple of days ago before I started watching this. And I went, okay, I can see that. You know, he kind of looks like him, you know, the more you, you look at it and they do a good job with the makeup and the hair the glasses to make him look like Jeffrey yes. Dahmer. But I think he, he does a really good job in this role as like just a weird, creepy dude. What do you think of his, his oh, acting? Excellent. Excellent. In fact, it was so weird. When people act so well, you start thinking, come on, he's really got to be like that. That's what I, you know what I mean? Right, I'm always yeah. like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like if some guy is a weirdo in a movie, you're like, that dude's weird. Right. That, that's, to me, that's a sign of a great acting. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder if he went full method, you know, be, I mean, and that's the problem. Like you, that they talk about that descent into insanity. You know, if you become some character or you're wrapped up, you mm-hmm. can't help but get affected by it. Right. So, I mean, all the research he must have did to portray him, I mean, that can't be healthy for you. Right. Don't they say that about Daniel Day-Lewis? He gets, exactly. uh, he acts like his characters all the time, but now he's kind of, like in real life, he's kind of a, a more oddball than he was when, when he started acting because he just immerses himself in these roles and he wants you to call him by his character's name and he's going to treat you the way he thinks his character would treat people in real life and it makes the the set a little tense but i mean he's a good actor and he's another one that that just immerses himself in those roles and you kind of have to put up with it i guess but you know i was thinking like his first murder that hitchhiker Mm -hmm. that was horrible scene too that was yeah that was uh it was bad because it's almost like he didn't realize what he was doing yeah you know because he's like wake up or come back or whatever and then he's Telling the police how he, when he uh, got rid of the bones and stuff, he just felt like he wanted him near him. That's why he'd never really got rid of the the yes. remains. Just it seems like when I creepy when I watched the real interviews, he seemed even more evil in the portrayal. Really, I wonder if like the actor or what if they said no one's gonna believe how evil this dude is. We got to make him seem conflicted, you know? Right. I wonder if he even was conflicted when he did that when he hit him with the dumbbell. Yeah, because in in the show they they make it seem like he I, I don't say I don't know if it was premeditated or not, but it would just he just just seemed like okay, well the next thing is I got to kill this guy. Well, you got to think it was premeditated because that's his whole his mo is to take him there. He later got into taking pictures, working out, drinking, you know, to soften you up first, right? Drugging, like you said, you know, using yeah. the the drugs, alcohol. Yeah, that, that was a tough scene. That's where, like, ah, this is hard to watch. Yeah, it's, uh, you got you got to strap in and be ready for it. <laughs> That's for sure. If you haven't seen it yet, you got to be in the right mindset and just know it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but. And then the other part was there's so much that I wanted to laugh at, like the whole um, uh, mannequin scene. Oh, yeah, what a weird, <laughs> weird scene that was. Yeah, so they My had God. those scenes and they had the dad, you know, from, uh stepbrother you know and and right right away i think of like a a 90s movie you know 80s movie that whole vibe you know with him and then molly ringwald yeah it it seemed like his dad or at least the the way they had his dad portrayed in this movie he was kind of like a caricature of a character like he wasn't it just seemed like if that's the way his dad really was which you know you never know he could have been exactly that way it just seemed like he just he knew something was going on but didn't want to come to grips with it like Obviously, he, he he probably knew 
Dahmer was gay, but he was like, you know, he's a macho man and he wants to still talk about girls with his son because he thinks that's what he's supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, the whatever. interviews I saw of the real dad, he wasn't like the actor, mm-hmm. the, the actor portrayed. But then once, but then once again, okay, you, to make it interesting, you know, you, it people are naturally sometimes boring, you know, so you want to play up, play it up, you know, make it more interesting to watch. Right. It's a good show, but it's hard to say that because it's tough to watch. But I mean, I love the, mm-hmm. I like the creepy, I was talking about filters, the creepy filters they used to make it seem like it was back then, the, the music, the cars, you know, all the little things. Yeah. The costumes, the, the clothes, the wardrobe. I mean, it's, it's all really good. It does make you feel, and then they bounce back and forth, which you have to pay attention to. I mean, if you look away from the screen and come back, you could be 10 years ahead of where they started, or you could be 10 years behind where you started. I mean, you just never know because they, they do jump around in every episode. They didn't say why he got kicked out of the military. Do you know? Oh, was it did? drinking? I remember. Yeah. It was yeah. Drinking. Now he seemed, uh, like he was really into like just like mischievous stuff too, because he snuck into the picture of the honor society, you know, at high school. <laughs> you know, and then he was pissed that they took him out of the picture or they kind of blacked him out. But yeah, he was uh it that kind of like little stuff like that where he was trying to fit in or be funny and just to see what kind of response and then he was offended if people found out and, and didn't react the yeah, right I way. Mean, he was really creepy. Reminds me of uh Richard Ramirez and Night Stalker. All the creepy stuff that guy did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's another one that did some creepy shit. It seems like a lot of these well, most of these serial killers are from the Midwest, isn't it? Aren't they? I mean yeah, Ted Bundy was Pacific Northwest and Ramirez was in California, but wasn't Gacy in Ohio Ed, or something? Ed Gein was Wisconsin. Ed Gein yeah, Ed Gein was Wisconsin. Dahmer was Wisconsin. I mean, you just, what, what are we doing here in the Midwest? We got no Minnesota, do we? I don't think so, no. Well, not that I can think. I'm sure we probably do. So, Mike or DJ Rez, are you going to watch? I am. I'm going to, uh, actually, once we get done recording here, I'm going to finish the fourth episode. And then we'll see if I can get into the fifth episode. If not, uh, I've got, uh, Sunday pretty much all day because the Vikings don't play till 11 or 8.30 in the morning and then afterwards I'll have more pretty much my whole Sunday to uh, to watch it. So are you going to finish it? Yes. Do you know how he dies? Yeah, I do know how he dies. I do remember that. Um, so we'll see how they portray that in in the show. I won't give it away just in case people people don't know. Yes. So but it is ironic. It is ironic, yeah. Um, yes. I did look up. Uh, we do have one notorious serial killer, Paul Michael Stefani. Uh, in 1982, uh, Minnesota police received several phone calls from a man who was crying. He would call after every time he killed a person confessing to a murder. In the years to come, the weepy-voiced killer would be identified as Paul Michael Stefani. Stefani admitted to beating and stabbing three women between the years uh, 1980 and 1982. He confessed to several other murders just before dying in prison. So there you go. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So we have had one. So are we going to hold off on rating this show? Uh, I think we should. Because um, I'll get okay. through it, and then you get through it, and then we'll, we'll come back on the next episode. 
and we'll rate the show and uh we'll see we'll see where it goes it's a long it's a long series 10 episodes i'm used to the disney plus six episode series <laughs> yes <laughs> this is netflix throwing 10 episodes at us for god damn it so if you want to talk to us, me and Mike or DJ Rez, the best way is to get on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod. We are on Instagram. We have a powerful YouTube channel. Mike or DJ Rez, I picked up the One Chip Channel. Uh, I can't wait. 2022. <laughs> You're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Are you doing it with me, or are we getting somebody else to do it? Oh. Oh, me and you are All doing right. it. Can't wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be some. So make sure you follow us, subscribe, click like, all that jazz, the algorithms. Get on our YouTube channel. Also, we have a Facebook page. Make sure you like that. And wherever you listen, wherever you do, wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. Five stars is the highest, and that will unlock the secrets. Mike or DJ Rez's cribbage boards. Mike or DJ Rez, give out your uh, ads and such your twitter sure uh get me on twitter at mike res radio uh and then get me on instagram at mike res radio uh and if you want to check out the uh curbage board stuff go to instagram at mike's paint studio check that out excellent well i hope you guys had a fun time on this creepy episode jeffrey dahmer there's nothing good about him but the good thing is he is gone and um check out that show if you you guys watch that show hit us up on twitter let let us know what you think about it at amazing pop pod we just ask you one thing before we wrap this up please tell a friend about our podcast and until next time you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast thank you for listening to the amazing pop culture podcast the amazing pop culture podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.